Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, June 27th. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are happy that you are here with us tonight. Um, if you have a comment or a question, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Now, before I turn it over to Denise, I just wanted to give you guys my little bit of beauty news that I have for you guys tonight, excuse me, and just wanted to let you know that the social barber, uh, our good friend, Susan Bennett, she has a two-day virtual conference that's actually taking place, took place rather, today, and it takes place also tomorrow, so June 27th and 28th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, Again, it's a free conference. It's a free conference. And it's called Beauty to Bank. And you can register at beautytobank.com. And she has a host of speakers, some to include Kim Kimball, Millionaire Barber, Grind Pretty, Shay Slay, um, who else does she have? Queen of Nails, Terry Ioma, um, DJ Master Barber, and so many more. So, again, two-day virtual conference free to everyone who would like to attend. You just have to register over at beautytobank.com. Okay, and then I'm going to turn it over to Denise so she can greet you as well. Good evening, everyone, and once again, welcome to Beauty Talk. Thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight. And for those of you uh, who are listening, if you'd like to follow along on Twitter, we will have a tweet chat over um, on Twitter using the hashtag BeautyTalk. And we'll be tweeting from uh, our uh, Twitter page, which is Beauty underscore Talk. Again, we're Beauty underscore Talk, and we're using the hashtag BeautyTalk. And for those of you who would like to call uh, to call in to comment or ask a question, talk to Rachel, the number is 914-803-4399. Again, the number is 913, I'm sorry, 914-803-4399. And just really quickly, for those of you who follow IMATS, the International Makeup Artist Trade Show, um, some exciting news coming from IMATS. They will be having an in-person um, makeup trade show in January in Los Angeles at the Pasadena Convention Center, January 8th and 9th. 
and more information will be coming in the following weeks about that particular show and how you can get tickets. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, We are excited about tonight's um, guest. We know there's a lot of things that you guys could be doing right now. We know that those BET awards are on. You have the NBA playoffs that's on, the Olympic trials that's on, but you can get back to that later, or you can listen to this show on the playback. But for those of you who are listening to us live, again, if you have comments or questions, you can call us at 914-803-4399. Also, you can hit Denise up on Instagram, and you can send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com if you have questions also. Um, We are excited to have Ms. Rachel V. on the line with us tonight, and I'm just going to bring her in right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Hey, girl. Thank you for being on the show. Now, you've been on the show show once before, years ago with your sister, but you're here by yourself tonight. So just introduce yourself to our listening audience so they'll know a little bit about who you are. Okay, perfect. Well, hello, everyone. I am Rachel V, and I am on Instagram as Celebiton Style. I own a salon in Baltimore, Maryland called Salon Roche. I have been a salon owner for 17 long years, and I Uh absolutely love it. I've been a hairstylist for over 20 years. Um, I right now live in Miami, Florida, and I absolutely love it here where I'm building a brand and a base here. And I do a lot of other things like style, fashion, beauty. I love all things uh, beauty, all things feminine, just everything about uh, being a woman and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. That's who I am. Well, you know what? You you said a lot. Um, and so <laughs> let me see if I can tackle some of this. Um, you said you said some interesting things. So you've you've been a salon owner for seventeen years. Um, yes. Your salon your salon is in Baltimore. You are now in Miami, and now you are building a brand, beauty, fashion, yes. style, all things feminine. First of all. Tell me, I want to know more about your salon and how you started and all of that, but tell me a little bit first about how do, you, how do you do it? How do you start a brand in a new town where, where, you're, where you're building? Tell me a little bit about the building process. How does that work? Okay. So my building process started off with faith. Like, you have a burning desire inside of you, and you just have to act on it. So I took the first step by moving here. Um, I have a twin sister, so we both do still have a network here, which makes it a little bit more less challenging. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's a little less challenging um, as opposed to moving to a city where no one knows your name at all. So that helps. Um, still in like the planning stages of what I'm doing, but right now me and Robin have been doing a lot of things together as far as like collabing, doing our shoots together, um, you know, bringing our brands together. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the first beginning um, stages of what I have going on. So 
I love the fact that's, that you all are, are doing shoots and stuff together. I felt like y'all should have been doing that yeah. years ago. I know. I, <laughs> but you know, I love but that y'all you know, doing that. Different directions. So, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that, you know, even though my sister and I both do makeup, but we both started separately in different towns. But I think it's good that you and Robin did things separately because it, it helps mm-hmm. for people to understand who you are, who Rachel is, and then they know who Robin is. And then once that's done, then you come together and build together, which I think is just fabulous when twins come together in business. I love that. I love it. But I think it's so important, though, individually, you people get to know who you are separately from from each other. Right. I definitely think it's important for each of us to have our own identity and our own niche. So that makes things more um, colorful and makes things mm-hmm. more interesting for us um, as opposed to, like, when someone – is like booking a shoot with her. They like, wait a minute. Her sister does does hair, makeup, and styling. Um, I do a little little bit of makeup, but um, yeah, it makes it more exciting for the client. You know, when they hear this, mm-hmm. they're like, wait a minute, there's questions, and they do all of the stuff. So it, it, it's 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 a lot of fun, and um, I love watching you and your sister. Uh, you know, work together. I think is I think it's amazing to watch sisters, um, let alone twins. Uh, work together mm-hmm. and build something together. It's, it's really nice. Because honestly, when you think about it, there's a lot of sister siblings that don't even like each other. So I know to work together. You know what I mean? So to work together is amazing. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Right. It is. So okay. So it is. I, I love to hear what you you know all that you're 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 doing, and I know that. Um, you're still building, so you can't really talk a lot about everything. So I'm excited yes, to I'm, I'm see as things progress. Uh, when I see you guys, yeah, I'm going to sit and talk to you girls about it. Um, it's something that I've been working on for a while, and I'll mm-hmm. put it like this. It has definitely something to do with um, beauty, um, femininity, um, fashion and bringing it all in under one um, umbrella for for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just mm-hmm. I'll just leave it there. But you guys are going to be happy when you guys hear exactly what I'm doing there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know I think it's I, yeah. I think it's important for the listeners, those who want to be entrepreneurs, to to know that you can bring every element about yourself together um, you when you're branding, when you're branding. Mm-hmm. You can. You can. Yes. You can. And it's important for for me as an entrepreneur and a business owner for me to live, live out everything that I'm passionate about, like mm-hmm. everything that I'm passionate about, and bring that, you know, into my business. And sometimes when you're just good at, a couple of things. Can you imagine mm-hmm. just doing that once every day? It's kind of like you're not you're doing yourself a disservice um, by just working off your your only ta- your one talent. Why not just work off right. everything that you're 
you know, it'll make you more happier and it'll make you more money too. But absolutely, and finding ways to just bring them all together, I think, is, is amazing. Right. Exactly. What mo- Now, what motivates and inspires you to do what you do? Oh, my gosh. Girl, what <laughs> motivates and inspires me? <laughs> First of all, um, my environment motivates and inspires me. Like, I love ocean. I love the sun. I love warm weather that's that inspires me right there just waking up in the morning seeing the sun that inspires me um Mm -hmm. fabrics inspires me like uh lace silk um different kinds of um uh materials food inspires me um fashion inspires me um furniture, decor, those things inspire mm-hmm. me. Like the things I see. Music inspires me. Um it's so many things that I can pull from. Like I get inspired by so many different things. Mhm. So nice. inspired by so many different things. <laughs> so tell me <laughs> I, a little bit tell me a little bit about how you got started in hair. And then what led you to opening your salon? This is such a long story, but I'm up for telling it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so my mom, she was a single mother. And um, we grew up in the inner city of Baltimore, me and my sister. And um, by the time my mother got to raising me and my sister, she had already raised my older sister. Her name is Felicia. So by the time she got to us, she was tired. The lady was tired, and I get it. You're mm-hmm. single. You're going to work every day. You're paying the bills. You, some things you're not going to remember. And one of the things she mm-hmm. would forget is to get our hair done, and I got tired. <laughs> so, yeah. So what I would start doing was doing me and my sister hair. Every week I would change our hairstyle. I would change our hair into different hairstyles, and um, you know, I just really didn't play about my hair. So I started off with my you? own hair. I was like 14, 13, 14. Oh, okay. I was in middle school, okay. you know. Okay. And um, my mother, she just didn't keep up with that. Like she, she, she'd keep up with it for like a week or two, and then she'd fall off the wagon and be doing something else. And I was just like, no, we got to be consistent about this hair. So um, <laughs> I would do me and my sister's hair all the time. So then – what I would do after that, I would go to school, and my friends would ask me about my hair, and I would be like, well, I did this myself. You know, you can come and get your hair done. So I started off in my mother's basement, and I would charge my friends 10 to $20 for them to come and get their hair done. So that's me at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to high school, I was, like, known for, like, the girl that did hair and stuck in my mom's basement doing hair. So then eventually I took a break from it um, for a little while, and then I had my daughter. Um, I had her at 19 years old. And Mm -hmm. I said, you know what, Um, me and the dad wasn't working out. I said, I got to do something. And I asked a friend of mine if I can work in her cousin's hair salon. So at the time, that hair salon was one of the um, popular hair salons. So I was able to get into that salon um, and work hard to build the book. 
and I had a dog. Okay, I had before, a little girl. You, before you go further, before you go further, uh-huh. what was the name of the salon? The salon was called La Unique. Okay. It was called La Unique. Yes. It was okay. um, in Baltimore and Wabash. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I just, I I would go to the salon every day. I would sit, 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 sit. Sometimes they'd be walking. Sometimes they wouldn't be. And um, sometimes when I didn't want to sit, I would go to the mall. I would pass out flyers. I'd be like, you know, I'm running a special, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. I worked really, really hard to build my book at 19. Then by the time I was like, let's see, by the time I was 22, I was rocking. Like, I was rocking. I was doing like uh, 20, 22. I was doing like 18 clients a day. Mm. 18 clients wow. a day, five days a week. Yeah. I was doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, that that, that seems to have been the – that was the Baltimore way because I never forget going to the That's hair salon in high school. Okay. And the and the, uh-huh. the the lady who did our hair, she it was the same way. She's like, you know, she would have like fifteen, sixteen clients a day. Girl, I don't know what kind of suicide mission we were on back then, but <laughs> I'm mad. now I'm like, what? No way! But yeah, that was that was the. That was the culture of the hair business back then. Like you was young, yeah. we thought it was to yeah. have all them people sit there. Now, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Oh, okay, no. that's the thing. You when you when you're young, you can take on a lot. <laughs> when you start to get yeah, older, it's a different story. Oh, you like come on, come on, come on, yeah, it's more, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I was doing back then. Then um, I worked in a couple of salons. Uh, then uh, I worked at a salon called um, Star Stage, and that wound up closing. And then I went to another salon. And then after I went to this other salon, I just kind of was like, you know, I don't really like the way they run it. Um, I didn't like the area. I kind of just, I didn't want to complain, and I didn't want to be judgy. So, you know, when you start complaining and you start being judgy, it's kind of like, well, what you going to do about it? So mm-hmm. when I was 25, I decided, you know what, you got to get your own place. So I had my own place by 26 years old. Um, I got a small space. I took a lease out on a place, and I did a four-year lease. So I made a four-year commitment to opening my first salon, and it was called Salon Roche. And I stayed at that location for four years, and then I changed that location, and I went to another location not that far from where I was, and I built that location and then um, I decided I wanted to be in an even better location, and that's where I am now. Nice. So what were some so of the I've challenges been... of – what were some of the challenges of just running a salon um, in the early years? Oh, it's so many challenges, as you know. Um, so one of the challenges is – just finding or or attracting people that want to work because everybody mm-hmm. isn't going to have the same amount of drive that you have. Right. So once Absolutely. you find people, yeah, it, it's really hard. Like, they don't understand. They just see – they never, never see the beginning. They only see the end. So it's just like finding people that have your same – 
outlook on what you do. So that's one mm-hmm. of the challenges. Um, the other challenges is finding the right energy um, to work mm-hmm. with you side by side every day and finding the right energy for someone else to work side by side every day and finding the right energy for that person <laughs> to work side by side every day. So that was mm-hmm. one of the challenges. Um, I think one of the challenges in the present is we now have what is called Instagram. And Instagram mm-hmm. gives you a little bit of false reality for the younger uh, generation. And right. Right. that, that kind of takes away the grind. Like, they don't know what the grind is. Like, you know, nowadays, you know, I hear this all the time. Like, come with your hair shampooed. You got to have all these rules and this and that and that and this. The customer service is out the window. So oh, wow. that right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Customer service is out the window when it comes to young stylists. And who wants a young stylist like that in their salon? So that's pretty much the challenge. Like, the younger generation needs. They don't understand that it's a it's a it's a grind period where you have to mm-hmm. be consistent and you have to put your best work forward. And it's not always about having um, the success the next week. It may take you a right. year to become successful in building a book. And sometimes you just have to be okay with that and learn to be a student. Right, right. Let me ask you. How has, uh, you're talking about Instagram, how has Instagram helped your your business? Because I've noticed like some, just maybe like the last maybe four years or so, um, getting my hair done with some stylists who, you know, I may have gotten my hair done from years ago or something like that. Um, and just being around stylists who, were booming probably during that time you were talking about having 18 clients in a day, you know, they were Mm -hmm. booming back then, then now, you know, they have a, they still have their businesses, but maybe they're trying to find ways to boom again, but they're not on social media. So how has social media helped you? So you're saying that they're not on social media. They, they, some of them may be on social media, but they're not, like, really they're using not it active. as a tool and not as oh, active. They might be. That's I'm right there. That's that's the problem. Um, although, you know, I know it's, it's no way you can run a business in 2021 with a pandemic and not be on social media. It's, it's no way. Um, it's, a, it's an easy way to display your words. Um, it's an easy way for you to, to get a, a reach that, you know, you may not get before. As you get older, you know, our clients don't go out as much. They're not being right. seen as much as when they were younger. So how are you going to get a referral? Because your, your client that's going home at, to bed, to her husband, she's not telling anybody to come to you. <laughs> you have to right. display your mm-hmm. work. To show your work, you have to consistent. If this is what you want to do, if you don't want to step away from the chair, this is what you still want to do. You have to display your work. I'm wondering though, and some of this is just hypothetical. I'm just wondering for some of those businesses that were booming years ago, when social mm-hmm. media, 
started to pop up, and we all know this. It was just a way to connect with old friends, show pictures right. of your grandkids, your family, you know, whatever. You mm-hmm. hanging out with your girls, whatever. It was really not about business. And then when it started to turn into business, so maybe when when it first came on the scene, some of these business owners could have just been posting pictures here and there, not necessarily really right. active because it's just a, a social thing. So now when it now it's like a business thing almost, and I don't care which mm-hmm. which outlet it is, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. It's now also really about business. It's just almost like how does how does one get into it or get started? Like now they look up and like, oh my god, everybody's using this as business, and I was just posting right. pictures of my grandkids. You know, right, 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 it, just, right. it just makes me wonder, like, um, how do they, how do they turn that thing around? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I understand. Like, because when I started um, my Instagram account, I was home and I was pregnant and I was just like bored. So, um, you know, and I just used it to like, you know, post pictures of my family and you know maybe a shoe I got that week or just whatever. It was just whatever. Like it was, it wasn't mm-hmm. a strategy with it. It was just whatever. And um, then I started like, you know, using it for like, um, you know, my hairstyles and stuff like that. And then I would post a picture of myself and then it would just explode. Now I'm like, well, oh, y'all don't mm-hmm. want to see this. Y'all want to see this. So I guess um, I, I would say, because I do have uh, a few Instagram accounts, so I would Mm -hmm. say if a person wants to get started as far as business, um, you want to start, like, building your content. Like, you have to have content. And what I mean by content, for the listeners, if you don't know what that means, because we say it so loosely, you know, content Mm -hmm. is like your your images or your videos or, you know, your – post with the sayings on them or, you know, things like that. Um, that is called content. You need content for your business. And I think I feel like every business needs something visual because that's exactly what people say. Well, do they have an Instagram? Like my girlfriend mm-hmm. is getting married. She asked me to help her find a cake. And I'm like, well, only way I can help you do this, I'm busy. I don't have time to drive from this location to this location. I'd rather look at the pictures and give them a call and see how it goes. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's just a it's an easy way to display your business, but it is work. It is work. Like you have yeah. people getting paid money to build up your um, Instagram. But to me, the best way to build your Instagram is to give quality photos quality photos and what I mean by that you don't want blurry pictures it doesn't have to be a professional camera you can just do it with your iPhone Mm -hmm. a lot of my pictures I take with my iPhone as a matter of fact all of the pictures you guys sent to me that you liked it was done with my iPhone Um, (laughs) but I think paying attention to stuff like that and just having a little bit of guidance like I've helped a lot of my friends um, was this that wanted to start businesses just by helping them figure out their Instagram account. So gotcha. And, gotcha. and you know, I think the the important thing with all of that is to just start somewhere. Just start. 
And, okay. you know, the thing is, and to focus on you and your business and not focus on what everybody else is doing, because I think that's where people get caught up. You know, they may look yeah. at your account or somebody else's account and like, oh, my God, you know, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I don't have enough content to post. I don't have, to, you know, stop looking at everyone else and just focus on yourself and your business and post what you can post. Post, you know, maybe come up with a schedule where you post twice a week mm-hmm. or even if it's once a week, mm-hmm. just be consistent with that and mm-hmm. not focus on what mm-hmm. everybody else is doing because you'll drive yourself crazy. You will drive yourself crazy. Really, like Instagram, you have so much inspiration. Just get inspired. Don't compare. Don't compete. Just use Instagram to get inspired. Maybe you you could be picking up a little bit. Maybe you aren't doing something right. But you just use it to get inspired, and that's that's pretty much it. And just kind of just have tunnel vision on yourself and your brand or whatever you're trying to do or whatever you're trying to build. Just use Instagram to be inspired, not to compete or, you know, Absolutely. That's I think that's great advice. Just getting inspiration. Um, let's Mm -hmm. switch gears just a little bit and let's talk a little bit about hair care. Um Okay. We've been talking to a couple of people in the hair business the last two shows, so let's talk a little bit about maintaining a healthy scalp. Can you share some tips with how you can maintain a healthy scalp? And I was sharing to I was sharing with our guest last week. I was saying to her that it seems like a lot of products that have come on the market um, within the last year or so, um, a lot of conversations mm-hmm. that you hear, a lot of things that you see people posting, is about the, um, having a healthy scalp. And I feel like right. it's, it's something it's something that just came on the scene, like of you know of the last few years, not like something that I've heard. Forever. Now, you know how you talked about your mom um, Mm -hmm. wasn't good with, you know, keeping up your hair. Well, my mom used to do our hair every Friday night, but I tell you, she worked Mm -hmm. as well, and she got tired of it. So at a very, very young age, we were in the hair salon on a regular basis, like every two weeks. So growing up, going to the hair salon all the time, I've never really heard P-Filers, rather, focus on, on the scalp. At least I've never heard that conversation. Within the last mm-hmm. year or so, this is what I'm beginning to hear a lot about. Um, is there a reason for that? And then can you share some tips for maintaining a healthy scalp? Yes. So I would say this is this is something that I have been dealing with maybe the last uh, maybe the, the last two two to three years. Um, I have um I had like psoriasis in the front of my hair and I believe that it came from me using edge control. And we know that mm. a lot of the products that it, they have on the market right now has a lot of alcohol in it. Like so yes. much of it. Like I don't even know why you guys are putting this amount of alcohol in this, this product like this. Um, so it was really drying my hair out, but I, I have natural hair. I wear my hair a lot, way more than I had before. And, you know, the best way for me to keep my hair nice and tamed and looking like something is for my edges to be laid down. So I was dealing with that for at least two years where my hair would come out in the front. And, mm-hmm. um, once I found a solution to it, I just have, I have to, wash my hair every four days. I have to. Mm-hmm. As soon as I start seeing my scalp get a little dry, I have 
to wash my hair. And it doesn't mean I have to style it because I just style it maybe once a week and then I'll wash it and then just throw it in a ponytail. Um, but I have to wash my scalp. Like washing a scalp is, is like really a thing. You know, when we were younger, we wouldn't wash mm-hmm. our hair like that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay not to wash um, two weeks. But no, it's really right. not okay. You look to wash your scalp because even with the water, like our water isn't the same. Like right. something like water, it's not the same. Like it's, it's not. The quality gets, it's, it's just not the same. So even with the shampoos, like shampoos I may have used, and I don't want to like, you know, say what I, you know, use mm-hmm. or whatever, but um, even the shampoos I've, I've used in the past, they just, they're different. They use harsher chemicals. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just not the same. Even with, like, relaxer, I haven't done a relaxer in forever. Like, none of my clients get a relaxer. But even mm-hmm. even a couple years ago, I feel like that is even different. Like, it's drying. I just think yes. the products that market, they are, they are just I can't say that any of them are are really healthy for the scalp. Wow. I will say this. I, I don't. I just don't think so. I think um, a lot of natural oils. I use a lot of natural oils in my hair that helps my scalp, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. also get my scalp cleansed. So I have a friend that started doing tiger facials, and I know you guys probably heard about that. But she also does hydrofacials to the scalp. So she'll actually mm-hmm. go through and cleanse your scalp. And I think that you have to treat your scalp just like you treat your skin. Mm-hmm. Right. Every right. so often, cleanse, get it, you know, get all of that buildup off of your scalp. Right. Because it's so... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, just nowadays we just use so many so many products. Like think about how, how much people use, how much products people use to... Uh, lay down the lace wigs and stuff. I don't want to say what it is, mm-hmm. but think about right. that. That's a lot of harsh stuff. It, it is so funny that you're mentioning this because I was just telling my sister the other day. I said, you know, I came up with a question about. Um, I wanted to question. I wanted to ask you, like, how often should we shampoo our hair? Because I kept thinking, you know, you know, being black women, we, I mean, like we you were saying earlier. You know, it was like we were always told, you know, you don't, you know, you don't have to wash your hair every day. You don't have to wash your hair every week. You know, some people even went as long as a month not washing their mm-hmm. hair because some people thought that was going to make their hair grow. I mean, I heard everything as a child, but mm-hmm. you know, we went a we went a long time without washing our hair, at least you know, two to three weeks sometimes. And I feel like now, black women should probably wash their hair. More often, like, you know, some white women wash their hair every day or every other day. I feel like as black women, we should be washing our hair more often than we do. Right. I agree. Because you're, you're I, right. It's, it's the product buildup that's, that's on the scalp. Mm-hmm. I think it's the product buildup on the scalp. And not saying that you have to get your hair styled, but right. um, just finding other ways to, like, style your hair. We have so many different avenues now that we did before like I rock this really cute headband wig that I have um that I love it (laughs) um you know it's it's one of the things that I you know I sell to my clients like for in between um in between looks 
Um, and they, they like it. Mm-hmm. It's like other things that you mm-hmm. can do, but I think washing your hair more often is a good way to get your scalp back to being healthy. Because the products agree, that we use are not the same. But do you agree that that because, you know, most of our hair is dry, do you believe that, right. you know, that we can use that water? You know, having that water in the, on our hair more often will help our hair? I think so. I think it's fine. I Like I said, I know I have drier hair, but my hair isn't mm-hmm. dry. And when I go to shampoo my hair, okay, so if I shampoo it on the fourth day, I'm only shampooing my scalp once. I'm not really mm-hmm. stripping my ends. I'm just getting right. it to build up all the scalp. And then I put the right. conditioner in. I, I feel fine. Right. My hair feels fine. I'm not taking yeah. it through like a whole shampoo, like a whole right. three shampoo with your cleanser, your, you know, all of that. I'm not doing all of that. I'm just shampooing at one time to get the buildup off of my scalp so my scalp can feel clean and I put the conditioner on. So I think it's fine. But I think shampooing yeah. your hair is one of the things that help, helps um, contributing to having a, a healthier scalp. Yeah. Now let me, ask, let me ask you, Rachel, um, because because we're talking about, you know, shampooing more often and like you said you didn't you don't have to get your hair styled but we should shampoo often so I'm thinking at least once a week you were saying every four days so if we're well, doing that for me you know I was just saying like every three to four days that's that's just for me because the front exactly. of my hair gets a little more air so let me ask you, because I, I heard another hairstylist talking about this, and she was saying that, you know, how, like, we have clothing, you know, our wardrobe. We have, mm-hmm. you know, certain certain staple pieces in our wardrobe. She was saying that we should have a hair wardrobe. And I'm talking about we, black I- women who who have natural hair, and if we're going to shampoo our hair at least once a week, um, and we're trying to keep heat out of our hair, which, and we're wearing all these protective mm-hmm. styles. Do you think it's important that we have our own hair wardrobe, meaning, you know, um, different like your your hair pieces? You said you had your headband, wig, um, different things like that, like the you know, like your drawstring ponytails or your your mm-hmm. um, your wig, you know, your various wigs versus you know, always weaving our hair or, or um, braiding our hair. Right. I absolutely agree. I definitely have a hair wardrobe, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, my go-to things I have is my clip-ins. You guys know I love uh, um, a U-part. That's, I have several mm-hmm. of those ready to be put in. Um, I have... Um, hair on deck if I want to do like a braid, like if I want to just braid my hair down, like I have it in a ponytail and I want to like wear my natural hair and, and slick it down and to just kind of braid it. I have that. Um, I mm-hmm. have like a clip on uh, ponytail thingy. I have my hairband wig. I have a couple scarves. I have a hair wardrobe ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. Okay. I think you should have at least Three looks in your in your cabinet, wherever you keep your hair products, you need to have at least three things in there that you can do really quick where it doesn't mm-hmm. require you having to, like, actually curl your hair. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. And meanwhile, yeah. you're able to you're able to do whatever it is you need to do to um, keep your hair and scalp healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of um, protective styles, what would you say is the best way to maintain your hair and scalp when you're wearing protective styles? Is it something that I should be doing or using on my hair and scalp when I'm wearing protective styles? So when I wear my protective styles, um, that's mainly my U part. Um, I don't mind heat. I am a heat girl. So I like Mm -hmm. heat. I don't mind about curl, losing curl and all that. I probably would never wear my natural curl pattern. It's just, it's just too much. But um, (laughs) my, (laughs) yeah, my protective style is uh, my U part where I just braid uh, the back part of my hair and even with my U part I wash my hair with the braids in so I wash it, condition it sit back under the dryer, throw my U part back on so um, I on that third to fourth day I'll wash my mm-hmm. hair and I will um, put my oil in my hair and my conditioner and I'll wrap my hair up with a tile and then the next day I can, like, rinse it out and then just let it, like, kind of, like, air dry if I'm, like, staying in the house or something. And then just put my mm-hmm. U-part back on and style it and go. So you're saying that you don't even take the braids out. You wash it with it I being braided. I don't take my braids out. I wash my hair with the braids in. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. It gotcha. works for me. It's been working for me. hmm <laughs> well, in that case, I'm gonna make it work for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get my hair taken out, blow dried every five minutes, um, braided again. I don't, I don't want to do that. There's too much stress on my hair, and I just rather mm-hmm. just leave it, leave the braids in, shampoo it, sit under it. It's the same deal. <laughs> it's the same deal. <laughs> it gets just gotcha. Crazy, you know. <laughs> I don't have to go. So, so these are so. So these are smaller, tighter braids. Then. No, they actually are not that small. I do uh, maybe one, two, three, maybe six corn rolls to the back, and like, yeah, maybe about six corn rolls. They're not that small. Okay. Okay. The young lady that braids my hair, she braids it so nice and neat that when I go to wash it, it kind of just stays the same. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And it gets a little tiny. Now listen. About a third, about a third, about a third time I shampoo my hair, it's it's on, it's on swole, and it's time for me to take it out. <laughs> I put I put the limit. I put I put the limit. You know. <laughs> oh god. Um, but let me ask you. So so you were saying, you know, you don't do all of the like taking the braid out, um, blow drying. Do you think sometimes doing that kind of stuff too much or doing that kind of stuff every time we get our hair done, do you think that contributes to some of the issues that we have um, with our hair? I think it's just so your hair not being as thick as it can be. Um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Um, and that's why I try to cut down on, like, how much I'm styling my hair and blow-drying it. But like I mm-hmm. said, I can't really get I like my hair styled. So it's kind of, I'm kind of stuck in the middle. It's kind of like I know that it's 
is not always the best thing. And my mm-hmm. sister, Robin, never styles her hair. Never. Robin mm-hmm. never styles her hair. So her hair is way thicker than mine. It's, you can see an absolute difference. For me, I like styles. Mm. I like styles. I like using my hair. I like doing different stuff to my hair. And, you know, so it depends on, it just depends on how you are with your hair. If you like a bunch of styles and a bunch of different ways to do your hair, then your hair is going to be less healthier than someone that doesn't do hardly anything for their hair. It's just, it's just what it is. I don't care what nobody says. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking to Dr. Isfahan last week, and she's a chemist and a trichologist, and we were just talking about, you know, just hair and some of the things, just, you know, things that we've been told about hair over the years. And like I said, my sister and I have been going to the hair salon on a regular basis at a very young age. Um, So we've heard different things. Um, And now I'm hearing, of course, more different things that a lot of stylists are, are now saying that they weren't, stylists weren't saying back in the day. Do you think it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm often wondering, because, you know, a lot of people have gone to, like, wearing weaves and things like that, like, for years, mm-hmm. and then now you see their hair, and, you know, now their hair may not be as great as it was for, you know, for various mm-hmm. reasons, and so now... Mm-hmm. The issue is, okay, you need to take care of your scalp. This is something, like I said, it's, it's been new to me now, the, the scalp issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do mm-hmm. you think it was just maybe a lack of knowledge um, maybe on some of the stylists' part back in the day? Because, um, like I said, there's some things like people would always say not to use grease in your hair, but, you know, but people mm-hmm. at home were were using grease in their hair. Um, yeah, uh, and I use grease. Just, yeah, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I love grease. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I've heard so many different things, and then I don't know. In some ways, it's kind of it's kind of frustrating, but you know, at mm-hmm. home when you do things to your hair, and you see that it worked, you know what I mean. But maybe mm-hmm. a stylist told you, don't do it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I think it's good now that a lot of stylists are kind of saying the same things. You're hearing from more stylists mm-hmm. kind of saying the same things, which I'm glad mm-hmm. about. But it, it just makes me wonder um, why it was so different then. Okay. So I think, like you said, just it's everything, like every generation or every um yeah, I guess the generation has like a culture that we we follow, right? So mm-hmm. when I first started doing hair, I had no problem with doing relaxer. No problem with it. I didn't see anything wrong with it and no one around me saw anything wrong with it. But really it was thinning out the hair shaft. Mm-hmm. It was thinning mm-hmm. and it was weakening weakening the hair shaft. But you couldn't tell us that, could you? We no, wanted that at all. No. I wasn't it was actually, it was actually, yeah, it was, it was like, it was actually the hairstylist, it was actually the hairstylist who convinced me to get the relaxer. Right. I was just doing right. the natural hair thing, yeah, for a very long time. Right. 
Right. So people, you, and a lot of people still do it now. They're not converting their clients from relaxers. So when the flat arm came out <laughs> and mm-hmm. a stylist realized they could get the hair straight with the flat arm, because nobody likes doing a relaxer. It takes too dang long. But once the flat arm <laughs> mm-hmm. came out, we went, we done away with um, doing relaxers. And then you realize after you see someone's hair, like, wow, you really all that time did not need that relaxer in your hair. Your hair does perfectly okay with this heat. Then right. we look at it now and say, heat damage. Doing too much mm-hmm. of styling, and you look at someone that had went a year without styling their hair, and then they go style it or flat on it, it's like, oh, wow. So I think just anything you do too much of is going to be harmful to when you manipulate your hair. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I think now stylists are learning to not do certain things too much, but also we have, like, this wig situation. And clients will wear those wigs and have those wigs, which I think is just so unhealthy. I really want to talk about this. I think it's absolutely so unhealthy for the scalp and for your edges. When I see that band across people's heads, it's just, like, really crazy to me. So when you do Mm. something, like, too much, like, okay, your hair is healthy at the bottom. It's it's really nice and healthy. But what you going to do about that front? Because that's what we see first. I just think um, anything that you do too much of, it's just not going to be healthy. You got to find a way to, um, you know, balance that out and whatever kind of balance that looks like to you, you know, and the client. So, right. I think it's a, I think it's a lack of, it is a lack of knowledge and just kind of knowing, just kind of things evolving because hair is always evolving mm-hmm. and just kind of us catching on to it. Like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. We should do more of this, less of that, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So let's go back to talking about being an entrepreneur. Um, and this is well, kind of like the opportunity for you to promote what you do. Um, tell us a little bit about the services offered at Salon Roche, and let's get into uh, Celebutan hair a little bit more. Okay. Well, Salon Roche, we are extension color. Um, salon. So we do a lot of color. We do a lot. I specialize, me, I specialize in blondes. Um, I do a lot of extensions, um, units, um, more. Um, I, I do more of U parts than anything. And mm-hmm. um, all the other girls do the same. We do have a really great braider there. Um, then I have a young girl there. She does really beautiful ponytails. You see all these ponytails that they have out now. She does an amazing job at that. And um, that's pretty much what we do. But we also specialize in, in hair care also. So you can get all of these things as long as your hair is healthy. Um, mm. We pride ourselves off of maintaining the health of our client's hair. Um, and as far as Celebuton Hair, Celebuton Hair was established in 2010. I have um, every extension you can possibly think of. Um, curly <laughs> hair, tight hair, hair, 
clipping units, weeds, <laughs> um, all that I source from India. Um, and that is my baby. That is what my Instagram account is named after. And um, I really love having that. I also extended that into oils now and also um, Celebuton Dial is an addition to, like, the clothing part. So, tell, us a, gotcha. tell us a little bit about your um, your trip to India because you were you did a live the other night and you started talking about that trip to India that you took by yourself. So, um Back in two, was it 2006? Okay, 2006, I started um, started uh, sourcing hair for my client. Well, not really sourcing it, but I started getting wholesale wholesaling hair for my clients, um, hair from California. And mm-hmm. um, the company that I was using, they were pretty good for like that first the first two years, but then after that, they wasn't they wasn't reliable anymore. I mean, like I would have a client and uh, order hair the week before and so and had it. So after that happened to mm-hmm. me a couple of times, you know what? I am going to start uh, planning a trip for me to go to India. <clears throat> um, I went to India in 2009 and I stayed for two weeks alone. It was a trip that took me 24 hours to do. Mm. Um, it was a long, it was a really long trip. It took, I started that journey in New York. I had to drive to New York three hours and I took a, uh, Emirates flight to Dubai. And then from Dubai, mm-hmm. I went to Chennai. Um, after that, my first day there, I just had to sleep. Like I was so tired. And then I um, had a tour, well, I don't want to say a tour guide, but he was kind of like my tour guide there. Um, I had checked in with their embassy there to, you know, let them know that I was there. I had started a blog so I can communicate with my family because back then we, we had Instagram, but no. yep. I don't think we had Instagram back 2000, then when I went. 2000, um, no, but not 2009. Instagram came along, I want to say, about two or three years later. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't on Instagram around that time. So, But what I did do, I had started a blog so that my family and my friends could read the blog and see the pictures so that they know they knew mm-hmm. that I was okay. Um, right. Because the time was like 10 hours ahead of them, so I never talked to anybody while I was there. They just had to get up and read mm-hmm. the blog. But I, mm-hmm. I made sure I blogged every single day so that they knew that I was okay. Mm-hmm. So it was really an interesting journey. Like, it, it was a lot. Like, every single day I got up, I had my notepad, I had a list of uh, places I needed to go to for the day, and every day I went to, like, maybe seven different um, supply houses. And you think you're walking down the streets of L.A. or in that design district and people think that's nasty? Oh, honey, honey, this mm-hmm. is not, nothing Nothing on this. Like, it was no bathrooms, no toilet paper, no nothing, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it was a culture shock for me because even walking in the streets, like, the traffic, the way the traffic looked, they on these bikes, and, I mean, it looked crazy. And people know you're not from there. They pointing at you. They looking at you. I mean, it was the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing. I wait for that trip to be over. 
But um, yeah, I had to go. I had, and, and you know, there they have no air conditioning units. Um, it's very hot. We're talking 110 degrees every single day. Um, I had to get a ton of shots before I went. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was well worth it. And you know, I haven't had to go back. I did have to go back again in 2013, but um, I mm-hmm. haven't been back like I have not that's like one place I just I cannot do but um <laughs> like and basically to break it down it was it was it was a lot of work it was, it was definitely was a lot of work and um it, it was worth it I'm glad that I did it I'm glad that I ex- experienced it um you know they don't treat women the same as they do in America they kind of look at you like what's going on like what? What are you here for? Are you talking about business and money and transactions or what? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to go. I had to go through all of that, but I'm gonna be more girl, and I was. I didn't fly all the way, all the way over here for nothing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because you, um, it, it, you it, actually it, brought the hair. You brought the hair back with you then, or was it shipped to you? So yeah, I brought a lot of things. I brought a lot of hair back with me because I had I had to buy samples to see what I liked. Gotcha. I had to okay. see, you know, what wasn't, what was good, what wasn't good. Some of that stuff was okay. Some of that stuff was good. Some of it wasn't. Some of it tangled. Some of them did. I, I did a whole, I did a whole year of testing. Mm-hmm. I did a whole year of testing. Buying hair, you know, you know, I had to do a whole year of, of that until I found the perfect um, supplier or vendor that I wanted to work with directly. So just getting over there was one thing. But when I got it back home, I had to test everything, see what was right, see what – because you have low end, you have high end. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. You have high end. You have um, more advanced um, uh, westers than some. You you know how it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And getting some bread, you know, you might have like a really, really good bread and a really, really bad bread to go sell real quick. Like you just, it's just, it it was just I had to wean out a lot of things. Right. So yeah. So now you have the the perfect hair from the perfect supplier, and what what's your what are your clients saying about it? Oh, so I have repeat clients, so they love it. I have clients that have been, been getting this hair since 2009. So um, mm, nice. I have I been able to establish a, a really good, reliable brand. Like you have people that look at the price and say, oh, let me go over here and get it from so-and-so, so-and-so. Okay, but you'll be back. It's fine. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I have, when I first started the Let Me Turn Hair, I had three textures, curly, straight and wavy. That was it. Now mm-hmm. I have that was just the only three products I have. Now I have like twenty something products. So mm. oh wow. Yeah, it's 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 definitely involved. It's it's my baby. I love doing it. Um I love when people I love uh curating great products for people. I love that. Nice. I love being Nice. Now, can you, can so, you all of the, uh, just go ahead. 
No, I was just going to ask, all this is the hair that you use for your U-parts as well? Yes, I only use 100% Indian hair for my U-parts. Um, that hair lasts very, very long. It's very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have other textures if a client wants to get something else um, done, but that's what I use. Mm-hmm. Cool. I was asking. And would you, Janelle? What one of you guys was getting ready to ask something that someone else asked? No, I was going to say because I've heard some people like call out names of all kinds of different types of hair, and I was Mm -hmm. just going to say, like when you want to buy hair, you know, because I know other stylists offer hair as well, and then you go to the beauty supply and that's that hair. Like, what should they be looking for? And is Indian hair, the best hair? I would say Indian hair is the best hair. I think it's, it's soft, it feels good, it, it holds its luster. Um, I wouldn't dare send anyone to get some beauty supply hair. Like, it, it, it's just not good. What, everything that they have in a beauty supply is not good. I'm sorry. Everything. Um, they mix it with, um, they well, they cut it with, like, um, synthetic fiber, so it tangles really bad. Uh, it's just not the same. Like, I remember we used to get that hair when I was younger and, like, put a blend in, in your hair. You can't do that now. You can't do that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's, it's just not. Wow. It doesn't last. It doesn't last at all. Hmm. Now, is there anything that we did not talk about tonight that you kind of want to get out um, to our audience about hair care or anything that we kind of talked about? Is there anything that you want to mention that we did not talk about? Yes. I would love to talk about us bringing back more natural-looking hair. I would love Mm -hmm. to see that come back. And I would love to know what you guys feel about it. I just would love, I just would love that. I think that plays a part in women and their self-care. And I've noticed a lot of women have become very, a little bit, a little bit relaxed. I don't know if I can use the word, like a little lazy when it comes to like, Mm -hmm. you know, taking care taking care of their hair, but, you know, just slapping on a wig and going about your business, it's, it's not self-care. It's not taking care no. of yourself. I would no. like to see more move away from the unit so much and, you know, just not caring to what they have underneath. So, right. Um, hmm. I agree. Absolutely. I would love to see that, too. I mean, even for myself, I, I want to get back to, to just wearing my hair, but, you know, making sure it's in the right condition and it's healthy and, it's you know, and it's growing and things like that. And I, to be honest with you, I even want to see women getting back to just um, a natural-looking makeup, you know, just not – I mean, me personally, like I think some women overdo it with the lashes, I think we overdo oh, it with, with, with can we just talk sometimes about you really see women and they got like four and five different color eyeshadows on. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. we don't have to overdo it to feel pretty. So this is one of the what things say, that I, 
I said, I'm glad that you mentioned that. This is one of the things that I am going definitely going to be bringing up soon. And you guys, when you got when I see you guys in Baltimore, are you guys? Am I seeing you guys in Baltimore? I hope I'm still seeing yes, you guys in yes. Baltimore. Um, yes. One of the this is one of the things I'm going to be talking about and not overdoing it. Like a lot of women to me are definitely overdoing the cosmetics. Um, when it comes to lashes, when it comes to hair, when it comes to makeup. Mm -hmm. And I think the Mm -hmm. problem is not knowing what's acceptable and not knowing Mm -hmm. what's stage makeup and what's Mm -hmm. going out every day makeup. And I think a lot of times we look at celebrities and we look at, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the younger girls. Um, Think about, like, how Trina and little Kim – how they will approach the stage and how they will look on stage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, can you imagine going out in the street at that age, wearing that Mm -mm. stuff, like, outside? Mm -mm. And I think Mm -mm. that's the problem. I think they look at these celebrities and say, I need to have lashes like that. I need to wear makeup like that. I need to have my hair like that. When really, they are a talent. So they are doing that for a reason. Because they it's have a following, look at that—they are performing exactly. So they have to look different, as opposed mm-hmm. to walking in the mall. And I'm standing next to my homegirl to the left and my girl to the right, and she has on these big long lashes with this long extra hair, and it, 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 it's too colorful to me. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot mm-hmm. of them, not if, a- if they learn the difference between a night look, like, on the town right. to, like, a day look, like, it, it will make a world of a difference. And right. to learn that less, less is more for women. And really, if you right. don't realize it, you'll realize it later that you have to dress for the energy that you want to attract. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. And also also them knowing the difference. You talked about Trina and Little Kim, and, and they wear what they wear with their makeup, lashes, and what have you. They're performing on a stage, and when you're on stage, the makeup has to project. It has to project. So if you look at that, if you do, if you're the one doing their makeup, and you look at them at them up close and in person, you in your mind you're going to say it's a lot. But when they get out on stage, the person all the way in the back, it's not going to feel mm-hmm. like it's a lot. But they will, but they will be able to see it. And so that's what that's mm-hmm. for, so that, that so that it projects when you're on stage. But people right. don't understand that. <clears throat> they don't understand that. And now they're wearing, well, you know, we'll talk about it when we see each other, but, but you know, but it's, it's a whole lot. And I feel like women have to get, and, and not only women, but, but we have to get them at a younger age as well, the young girls right. who are, you yeah, know, my, looking at TV and videos. Yeah, my daughter, she's not doing any of that. She's wearing, she run, she's running around here wearing her natural hair. Says, You're not walking mm-hmm. outside with no long lashes, a bunch of makeup. She wears a natural face every day. She's absolutely gorgeous. She does, she wears mm-hmm. regular mascara. And she mm-hmm. knows, like, when she's when it's time for her to get dressed and go out to a club, she want to do a little more. Then that's when you do a little right. more. But I wish that women would realize that, that you don't have to look like that every day. Like you really no, I have, have to, to ask you this question. I have to ask you this. Sure. What do you think about what 
Monique said about these women wearing the hair bonnets out in public. Okay, so I don't know exactly what she said, but I can comment on the bonnet thing. I don't agree okay, with wearing she, a bonnet. Me, me either. Me either. I, I, I just don't I totally, agree. But I, yeah, don't know I totally agree with what saying. she said. I, I, I don't know exactly what she said, but I don't think that you should wear anything that looks like a, a rag, a do-rag, a scarf, or anything mm-hmm. like that outside, unless it is representation of something like an African tribe or something. That's the only thing I think. Right. She pretty, she, and she pretty much, she pretty much was saying what you were saying, and she pretty much also was asking the question: When, when did we as Black women lose value in ourselves, um, basically? Right. And, and you know, and it's pretty much the same things that you're saying. You know, and she's not talking about the women who wear certain. Um, things on their head because of their religious beliefs or what have you. But she's just mm-hmm. talking about, and, and I think some of these people know exactly what she's talking about, but they're trying to make more out of it. Basically, mm-hmm. you're just riding around or walking around in the mall. She saw them in the Atlanta airport with the with the big bonnets on their hair, and she's wondering, uh, um, excuse me, but where are you all going with that? Where are you going with that? You know, so it makes just, I see I try not to be judgy. I just look the other way. But my kids <laughs> and nobody around me is doing that. Like, mm-hmm. we look presentable when we go through the airport. The most of my hair is not done. Or if I want to preserve my hair, I'll wrap my hair underneath of my hat. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going with it going. But you never know who you're going to meet in the airport. You never know who you're going to see in the airport. And traveling outside of your home with uh, anything that you wear to bed is not okay. It's not okay. It's not. And if you ever saw me anywhere near airport with a hair bonnet, I'm going to be on a flight that's going to be for like eight hours or more, and it's at night and everybody's asleep. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the only time you'll catch me with something like that on. And I, and, it's, and I think it's fine if you're going to the airport and you're getting on your flight and you're putting your, your bonnet on because you're getting ready to lay down and be on a flight right. for a long time. Be walking through there. That's just like saying, to me, it's, it's the same as you walking through the streets brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the certain things you yeah. do in the home, things you leave in the, the house. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I totally agree. No judgment, but it's just you, she she was basically just trying to help them. Yeah, she was trying to help them, but you know, she she's not she maybe it should have came from someone else. I guess that's more respectable in that age bracket, I guess. I got it. You know, I understood it. I get it. I, I you know, I think it's it's crazy, but I've just seen somebody today that's a beautiful girl. I actually love her music. And she was like, what? I had my bonnet on. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, all righty then. Perfect. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's not the classiest thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's just not. It's just not. But like I said, I'm doing my and part. I- my daughter's not walking outside with it on. So that's all I can do. Right. Well, you know what? I'm going to leave that subject alone, but I will say this. One thing that I've, I've noticed going to a beauty supply yesterday, 
So basically, enough black women or young girls have walked around with enough bonnets on that now the Asian beauty supplies have picked up on it, and now they are stocking bonnets everywhere in the store. Huge, big, large bonnets, like they're everywhere in the store. I guess they feel like, oh, we can market off of this. And so now that's what they're doing. But anyway. They definitely dig all up and into our up into our communities and figure out what's going on. And they definitely, I don't know what that word is called. Um, uh, What is that word called? Um, It is a word for it. Um, But every single thing that is popular with mouth, well, it's not capitalized. I think it's inappropriate. Oh, oh, Um, yeah, I think I know what you're trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, mm-hmm. Definitely figure out whatever it is in our community that we like or whatever the younger people that like what they like, and they definitely just, they make it happen. And it's, it's so annoying mm-hmm. to me. It's, it's yep, absolutely yeah. annoying. Absolutely annoying. I remember it was like, it was a hairstyle that um, people were doing before, like, People really was wearing like um, closures and units. You remember when the girls would um, make like a part with like um, glue and like you would gel your hair down and you would have the part in the middle and they would kind of like do it with like the hair. They kind of like came mm-hmm. up with that and then they came mm-hmm. up with the cornrow uh, thing for the wig and it, it, they just they just come up with everything. Anything that they think that we need, they just do it. It's annoying. It's annoying. But them bonnets, I don't care how big they are, how many flowers they got on them. (laughs) I just don't think you should. No. I don't don't think. Wear it at home. Please don't come outside with like that. No. It's not you. (laughs) It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's such a turn off. It really is. Well, last question, Rachel. Sure. What's your de- What's mm-hmm. your definition of beauty? Oh my God, my definition of beauty. I'm so glad y'all asked me that. I'm so glad y'all asked me that. My definition of beauty is inner peace. Inner mm. peace. Oh, nice. Us ladies, we got to find our inner peace, and we need to know it does not come from a man. It does not come from an item. It does not come from a car. It does not come from the amount of money that you make or the people you know or the amount of fine dinners you go to. Inner peace comes from you, and that is beautiful. And when you can pass that kind of energy around to someone else, Ah, you're amazing. You rock. So that's the definition of it. starts from doing the work on the inside and just doing the work. We just got to do the work. Like, just do the work on the inside, and that's what's beautiful to me. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, looking forward to seeing you and talking more this week. 
when you get in town, and um, we'll connect offline on that. Uh, but thank you so much okay. for joining us tonight. This is a great conversation. I really appreciate you joining us. Yes, I love this. I love talking at my whole chatterbox. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for you guys to have back. We literally have been on here for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so much fun. I, I loved it. I can't wait to see you girls um, at some point this week. And thank you for having me. All right. Tell Miss Robin we said hello, and we'll talk to you later this week. I will. I will. Bye, girls. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye, Thank everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for tuning in uh, with us tonight. Thank you for those who hung out on the phone lines and for those who will listen to the playback. Thank you for your support. Um, <clears throat> check us out again every Sunday night right here at 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Um you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And on Instagram, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media. And on Facebook, we are beauty talk online. You can follow my sister Denise and I on all social media platforms by our names. And Denise is Denise at Denise Tunnell, and Tunnell is T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And I am Janice Tunnell, and Janice is spelled J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. Again, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. A big thank you to Rachel V. again for joining us and for um, sharing her experience and her knowledge with us tonight. We thank you so very much. Um, Stay tuned. We have some more great episodes coming up in the weeks to come, so we thank you um, again and again and again. So have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.